morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let A show you how. Ace on the house. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice, but to get on mandate. Hey, get it on. Yo. Welcome to Ace on the House. Yes, sir. Corolla over here. Stromer Stromer's over there. Stromer's back. What are you working on, Stromer? Well, Mrs. Stromer decided she wanted a new master bathroom. Really? Yeah, so I've been out to the stores with probably the most difficult client I've ever had. Oh, wow. Mrs. Stromer's making some decisions. I've seen tons of commercials for these bathroom refitters now. Yeah. Not not the ones we've talked about in the past, but I think some big company, I don't know, American Standard or Delta or some you know, make make face. Now they're doing the whole sort of layup, you know, yeah. redo yeah, yeah, yeah. built in handicap bar. And, oh yeah. You, know, you know what? I'm actually putting one in because, you know, I'm not a young spring chicken anymore and I'm future proofing. So when I stagger into my shower yeah. drunk and dying, That's right. I'll be able to hang on and <laughs> wash my rear. They, right? yeah, or at least the nurse will. Well, there's a whole new cottage industry because I keep seeing commercials for it, which yeah. is instead of tearing stuff down and blowing stuff out, yeah. you just kind of reskin everything. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You're you know blowing what? it out. I'm blowing it out because it's going to be glorious. How old's that bathroom? 1951. And. Are you adding square footage? I am not. I'm just making it. I'm, I'm basically keeping the configuration as is. But uh-huh. we're getting one of these big soaker tubs. That's like is there deep enough room? And, I mean, in 1951, they didn't really well, do big well, bathrooms. Well, what happened is that it was a 51 house, and then they remodeled it in the 80s and gave me the delightful pink tile with the uh, ribbons of that's when they added some yes, square footage. They added square footage in to the, the back. 80s yeah. pink tile with some black ribbons, no, or gray it's, ribbons. Oh, it's floral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes me crazy. I hate the bathroom. So you're going to... I'm doing the big old deep like 72-inch tub that's about that tall that looks like it's a it's landed from another galaxy, you know, freestanding About one. two foot tall? Yeah. Is it a surface mount? No, it's a it's a freestanding. It looks like an well, egg Well, that's what almost. I mean. I mean, it doesn't... Yeah, it just sits on top of the floor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do they... Do people dip them? Do they, you know, drop them down a foot? Well, I that's actually a great idea to kind of put it in a little cradle lower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. You're right. Because then when my old leg can't get up and over the edge, yeah, it, I just sort of slide in. But then it doesn't have the same look. I right? like, you know what I like, what I think I like? I'll have to check it out. I think I would like a soaker tub. Yeah, a kind of tub where you kind of sat upright. Well, that's the kind that are handicap or old people tubs where it has a car door. Have you seen those? Oh yeah, and you just open that up and walk in, and and it's rapid fill and rapid drain. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it looks a little like you're being you know institutionalized and getting a lobotomy after the procedure. You know, I don't know if I want. That. I used to tell a joke where uh, I'd go. Uh, 
Joe Biden is out of control. Next time he goes to the bathroom, someone ought to slam the door and lock him <laughs> in his tub. <laughs> yeah. so he definitely has to have an old time tub in, in that oh, White you know House. He does. That was a retrofit. Oh, that sure is. So I'm thinking about okay, Gary. How deep is a soaker tub? Look, I, I'm I'm picturing it's got to be about. 42 inches or something, where you sit on a bench, essentially. Right. Well, so here's the thing about the tub. But do you want to crawl over it, or do you well, want to have it low? Here's where we're getting into yeah. it now. Here's yeah. what I am Here's what I think I want. Yeah. The problem with the tub is if you're 6'2", like we are, yeah. you have to have a pretty big tub to yeah. get in there, especially if you want to do a little double date in there and get your gal pal in there. It's going to need to be a lot of tubs. Sure. And then the tub takes up a lot of footprint yeah. of that room. Yeah. A soaker tub, which would be round. Almost not, like a hot tub. Not really research it. Yeah, but almost like a hot tub. Yeah. But round that could be 36 or 42 inches round right. and be like 42 deep. You could drop that yeah. down in so about a foot of it stood up. Oh, that's or maybe nice. even 16 inches of it or something stood up. Sure. And then you could step down into oh, it yeah. and sort of sit on a bench wow. and soak in it versus the recline style, which, that's right. which takes up so much of a yeah. footprint. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's right. She wants the look of that thing, though. What is uh, well, what's the average size of a soaker? Well, the one I'm looking at. Go ahead, go ahead, Gary. So, as far as actual size, there's you know any varietal. There's just a million of them. But basically, as far as depth, the first website I found it didn't like, but this one makes more sense to me. It says an average depth of about 24 inches. So look, here's the catch. Standard is supposed to be 12. The first website said that soakers start at 14. I'm there's another definition for a soaker tub. Yeah, I'm talking maybe a a bench tub yeah, or something it is basically like an old style hot tub right yeah I mean, like that's, the old barrels that's exactly right yeah right so here's Redwood. the here's the problem though because there are water restriction codes the rapid fills have to be sold from out of state mm. so you have to send away for a valve that used to exist here but now because you know it would take fourteen hours to fill the damn thing up. Right. I'm going to have to import it from Vegas. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of in California. Yeah. You got to go out of state for the flueless fireplace. You yeah. know, gas fireplace. Right. You got to go out of state for the tub with the valve. You got to go out of state. There's a whole thing about laminated glass versus safety glass right. or whatever, right. and. It always drives me nuts with California because whenever you're dealing with these people and you're talking to them, they go, oh, yeah, okay, we get you that by Monday. What state are you in? California. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, we can do 49 yeah. in Puerto Rico, right. but we can't do. And it's no. like, what is so different about California that the laminated glass cannot be used here, but the safety glass? Like, and if you live in Missouri, why is it safe? Well, it's good that our elected officials have spent so much time making my bathing experience a nightmare. I'm still curious. So I guess the definition, Gary, would be a tub that may be deeper than it is wide. That would be kind of the definition. Now, here's the other thing I'm going to do, and I've Mm. never used this stuff before. Mm. But you know the material that's like polystyrene shower wall prep? And, uh, and it's made by a company called Schluter. So, so it's literally. Let's check this out. So it's, you blow everything out. Blow everything out, and, and, and have, everything's been floated. I'm not going to do. It. Yeah, my old bathroom. Yes. Yeah. So, so I blow get all. The I'll demo that hammer out. out sl- blow it all out. Studs. Right now they have this system. It's been around for a couple of years at least. But but you can buy you know from eighth inch all the way up to two inches of this. It's basically polystyrene foam in panels. You just put that on the studs. Screw it. You you use thin set to create seams, right, with a two a four inch wide band and you glue tape the, it. Tape just like drywall, but with thin set. Then they sell preformed pans in the same material that's pre graded. Slide that in place, thin set it together. Then you can buy bench seats that's made of the same stuff. It's literally like a bench made of styrofoam. Then you tile right onto this stuff, and it's completely waterproof, never rots, doesn't leak. 
You say it starts at an eighth of an inch? It goes, it goes, you can be, get it in, I think it's, That's maybe it's quarter, I think it's quarter all the way up to two inch panels. See how I always know. I mean, you know, it's like. I, no, but eighth is too yeah, yeah, floppy. Yeah, yeah, it's like paper. But, yeah. um, so you do the thin stuff on the vertical. Yeah. And then the horizontal. No, no, yeah, I'm going to use five eighths and match my existing drywall. But I'm saying oh. it's it's available in those sizes for for different applications. And then yeah, you yeah. can like glue. You could glue that quarter inch piece onto the ceiling. That's all. That's just drywall. Glue it on with thin set, and that's adequate to hold and hold tile. But isn't this the same as hardy board? No, it's it's it weighs like an you know yeah, six ounces, heavy. six ounces a board or whatever. It's unbelievably light. It, so it's about weight. Yeah, for me because I'm just I'm not going to hire my own guys to do this. I'm doing it myself, and What's, I want to mix a thousand now, pounds a month. Hardy backers like three by five foot or yeah, something. Yeah. Was this coming? This comes in two different sizes, and the one that I'm getting is 48 by 96. Oh, so it's just a sheet, yeah, like drywall, yeah, yeah. And, and you, then you buy the dams. You cut it and score it, and you, snap you it, can, or you can cut it with a knife and then snap it. You can glue, cut pieces together with thin set and tape. Mm-hmm. You just lay out your shower uh-huh. that way, modularly almost, right, and then right. you just tile right on the top of it, and it's you're done. Pretty amazing. If it, if I'm going to let you know how it goes because I've never used it, but I, I'm experimenting on my own house because I never wanted to do it for a client because I didn't trust it. I'm liking this. I am too, man. But I would say we got to figure out a way to make – I mean, you can work it out with your thin set and tile. But right. I would love for that backer to be super straight and true and level and plumb and not have any dips or bows or anything in it. Right. And so I'm not sure how you're – 70 year old studs are doing ha- well you have to probably amend that was my my first idea on it is i'm gonna have to amend what's there and make everything level pretty sister stuff if i need to or put shims on if i have to to make that stuff the framing's got to be dead nuts on yeah because right? yeah yeah i mean you could float out the front a little but then now you're kind of defeating the purpose exactly so so you gotta frame that shit dead on yeah, I think what I would do would be throw a level on everything, throw a straight edge on it right. as, it, as it went up and down the thing. Right. And then I'd probably, if stuff was cattywampus, I'd probably just sister two by four yeah. next to it if I could. That's right. You know? Yeah. It's probably what I'll end up doing because you know it's going to all stink. Yeah. And it's and the foam panels are rigid enough to hold pretty straight and they don't flex mm-hmm. and then they sell these screw you know it's it's like um i guess they're stainless screws or something with a washer uh-huh and that washer then sucks into the material and then you just put another of those patches over it and make it smooth with thin set and then you're re- it's 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 literally could potentially be half the time i might even go with a metal stud sistered that's Possibly, not a bad idea. They're never bowed. They're yeah. straight as a fucking arrow. Yeah. They're easy to deal That's with. That's a good idea. You cut them with nippers. And they nippers. sell screws that work for sheet metal so or for metal studs. Have too. a tap gun. Or not a tap gun, but a um, like a sheet metal with a cutting edge on right. it. Uh, Gary, anything about that soaker tub? Or am I making so that up? So there's just a billion varietals. This is a company that has five or six different variations on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they... So if you see one here you like, I can click on it and we can try to dig a little bit deeper. Are there any round ones? Yeah, there's a barrel one. Uh, I want to know. I'm kind of interested in the uh, barrel one. I want to show you a picture of what we're look, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Up here on the old. So there's airway. this kind of a round one, which is porcelain. There are ones that are actually made of wood that look like. Are there round barrels. ones that are deep? Oh so yeah, that's it's beautiful. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool. To have one, but how deep are they? Because 24, well, maybe 24. I found another website that said 24, so I'm not positive. It's got to be 24 if you're going to be sitting on it. Yeah, because if you. This one has the the seat that you're talking about. Yeah. That's right. How deep is that? It's a wood one. This is one of the websites that says 24. Yeah, 24 by what's it across there? 36 or something but then uh, but the only problem is are you using it only only for soaking or are you using it to wash your body 
I think the tub and the wash is a bygone era. So we're I, not doing that. So this is basically an indoor hot tub. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Now, do you take if, baths? If they have jets. No, but I think I would if I had if the soaker the right tub. Yeah, yeah. All right. We got questions, Gary. Vids, tweets, texts. That one we were looking at does have jets. Just to carrier pigeon. I, I ate the how jets. Much was, I'm not getting the jets. How much was that thing? Was it six grand? I couldn't. No, see that it. was thirty four hundred. Thirty five hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get to some questions here, boys and girls. This uh, just a reminder for everyone: we always do need your videos, emails, and pictures. Please email them to Ace on the House at AdamCarolla.com. You can go to AceOnTheRoof.com to see the stuff that we reference here on the show. And our first is going to be an email. From Gnome, it says, Hi, guy. Last year I purchased a condo so my mother-in-law, who was undergoing chemotherapy at the time, could be close by. I took Adam's advice and painted the old tile in the bathroom, which for the most part turned out great. Also installed new mixing valve and fixtures. See the pictures. However, for some reason, the paint and top coat that I put on the floor tile seems to trap dirt and starts to look really grimy really fast. In the picture, you can see that the dirt where I wiped it away with a Clorox wipe. The product that I use... Wait, did it say floor tile? Yeah, there's three pictures here. I, sorry, I was. Yeah, it's a little We're looking at the wall tile. You can paint tiles. I say all there's the time, the and you can definitely paint anything vertical. Um, oh, that's grime. So not taking anything, but yeah, I bet she's. I bet that Clorox is is breaking down the paint and making it gummy, and that's why that's getting like that. Yeah, I'll I'll amend what I was what I've said for a while, which is I would happily paint. Any hor- vertical surface, but anything that was horizontal yeah. countertops Probably and floors not. and stuff you're walking on that that's a tougher sell yeah. in the paint department. Sorry, uh, what's no- that black thing in the photo? That's his mat. That's a yeah. That's oh, a mat. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Pick up where I was. Uh, the product I use is a two-part Rust-Oleum kit that is made specifically for floors. So I'm wondering what I should do now. Should I try and sand off the top coat and try another clear coat product? Adam, what product have you used on floor tile in the past? Appreciate you guys. Adam, listening to you helps keep me sane. You're a breath of fresh air and give me hope that common sense is not lost. And Stromer, you're there too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get the fuck on, Nome, Philadelphia. P.S. Over the course of the past year, my mother-in-law died from complications to the treatment. Her daughter left me, and now I'm living in the condo, so fuck me. Um, wow. And, Gary, I appreciate that part where you added Stromer's name yeah, to that praise, because nice. I know if I examine that know, email, he, yeah, we're not, not going to see Stromer's no. name God, on there. No. But That's you understand baby. how That's baby. Very Stromer's kind. very delicately wired and yeah. immediately going to a shame spiral. That's right, yeah. And so you, as a smart producer, tacked his name yeah, nice. on. Very tactful. I, I very good talent. work. Very yeah. good work. Work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank nice. you. yeah. All right. Now, um, I use two parts. By the way, that's the name of my memoir, Eric Stromer, Shame Spiral. Shame spiral. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. Uh, all right. I don't. I would not go with any tile paint that wasn't a two part process. Yeah. Uh, as far as what I used back in the day, probably two part epoxy. And not even necessarily tile paint, just maybe yeah. two-part epoxy paint. I uh, I actually used a scenic painter to match things and to match other tiles and blah, 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 and was able to tint the paint yeah. and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I've never had luck painting floors on when it's concrete. Right. It always looks shitty to me, and it just it wears poorly. And I, I always wonder, how do these art galleries – maintain that vibe unless they're just rolling paint out every three weeks right yeah it's a it's, it's a tough it's man. a maintenance thing yeah um wood i've done and it's okay and the, it gets scuffed naturally looks okay when it's weathered well but, the thing about wood which is interesting which is now in vogue yeah. painting wood floors yeah. although i've been talking about it for 20 yeah. goddamn I mean, years what else is new um what happens with wood is you'll note that some of the knots and imperfections and things like that will start to sort of rise up a little. Like you'll sure. start to see them and yeah. it'll give this overall effect of right. this kind of cool, distressed vibe. Yeah. And it looks good. There's no version of that for tile floors. No. In the wood floor, you go, oh, the paint's holding up so well. But you'll still see things, imperfections right. Right. and even knots and things like that. And it, 
but you just like it. Sure. That's that's kind of that's the difference. Right. There's that's no right. version of that. I, I with call the floor it, tile. I call a company to do on a job to paint the tile with with their process, and the guy wouldn't do the floor. He mm. said they don't do them because yeah. I guess they just get called back. So I guess the moral of the story is is you can retile it or you can paint it once a year. Right. That's right. I think that's that's about or it. Or whenever you go in there, just wear socks. <laughs> you can scuff the scuff the shit out of it and do a two part clear coat. I suppose it's going to be slippery. Yeah. Why do you though? suppose the the stuff on the right is grimy, but the stuff on the side on the left is not? What is that forensically? Uh, I, I don't know if that's just the traffic area or or not, but um, I go ahead and repaint it. Just figure on repainting it. Every so every often, every, every day, day. <laughs> every day, your house is going to smell like epoxy for the rest of time. All right, Dominic's got a question. There he is, near Dom, and dear to my Dom, heart. Dom, Dominic, thirty-nine. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, is the fire department on the way? Because I mean, we got another little baby Jessica situation. It sounds like with Stromer. Yes, yeah, that's right. What's oh man, on? I was getting a bad echo. I guess it was just on hold. Um, yeah, what's up? Hi, guy. Oh, uh, hi, guy. Hi. And baby Jessica fell in a well. That's, Poor thing. Uh, <laughs> what we need. Um, if you would have heard what I was, it sounded like Stromer was in like the shell of a house on a construction site when I was well, on hold. That's on hold. But we need yeah. another kid in a well to yeah. unite this country, that's, Stromer. We sure do. I know. No more now. Let's yeah. put one down. Gary's great. got a kid. Let's put his down. Gary, there. how old's your kid? Can we get in a well, <laughs> right? Three and a half. Perfect, good. perfect perfect age. age yeah it's a perfect Just, well, we'll throw age. Some he, he can he can you know do a help but it's not it's not can he survive formed, on jerky so it's still cute look up how old baby jessica was when she went and how long well. can a th- uh how I old's think a kid she was like one how old's a kid or, gary uh, she was an three and a half. half so look, also look up how long a three and a half year old child can survive on jerky so she <laughs> so she was 18 months so i'm a little I'm a couple of years past prime a little long in the tooth for the well yeah well, she may yeah. have, but you still unite this country, Gary. You sure would. All right. Uh, Dominic, sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys, this is a construction show, but we're always into the music vibe, and you told me, or you told me, you, I heard on your pod that you got Sonny a, a bass guitar yeah. for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I bought this. I was at a thrift store, and I saw this Red Hot Chili Peppers CD, One Hot Minute, for a buck. Mm. And just, I mean, aeroplane, sick bass riff, you know, just get him on some flea. Um, he doesn't have to go naked, but, you know, he can get the he flea He has to go naked when he's showing off but. for the ladies, however. Well, right? he's got to put the gym sock on his junk. Well, yeah. That's what the pepper <laughs> right. does. Yeah. Um, That's right. So, like, aeroplane and then Sly and the Family Stone. I mean, mm. there's some sick bass riffs. If, I don't know, Gary. You want to pull some of this stuff? I'm not. I'm not doing well, that. Well, you gotta do if that. You want me to stay? Have you ever heard the song "The Jam" by the Graham Central Station with Larry Graham playing the bass? Woo! Really? That's some. I'm not great with uh, names, but Dude, I'm sure I've heard it. Yeah, that's Graham the one. Central yeah. Station. Graham. Graham Central yeah, Station. Yeah, and Larry Graham was the bass player for Sly and the Family Stone, who invented slap bass because he played in there his church go. organ orchestra. And they didn't have a drummer, so he created the drum track by thumping that funky-ass bass. Look at you. Well, yeah. So give Gary the song again. The Jam it's by right Larry now. Graham. It's, it's or fading, Graham Central Station. It's fading in in about two seconds. Yeah. This is something else. And it's eight and a half minutes long. It so is. So we'll just listen to a part of it. Yeah. This will, bring, this will get Sonny going right here. I've heard of Brownsville Station. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Bonk. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like I'm going down. Yeah. Going down. Yeah. Down, yeah. Down. yeah. 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 That's all bass right there. That's Larry. Now, just oh. wait till this groove kicks in, right? Here you go. Get sunny Shut on this. That's it, man. That's the, that's the invention of this. Let me hear the opening of the, of the original Bill Cosby show. <laughs> no, I think that's all horns. Yeah. I don't think there's any bass no, in that. No. Dun, 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 dun. 
Ooh, you know who else you have Sonny listen to is Michelle and Diggy Acello. Mm. And Diggy Acello. Yeah, that is. is something else. She's she's amazing. I'm telling yeah. you, go if you want me to stay, fly in the family stone. That's the opening mm. of that sick. Yeah. yeah. Right. Are you a bass player? Recreationally, I'm oh, not good. very good at it. Yeah. But I like all I got a ton of instruments yeah. over here I just mess around no, with. Oh, you're at the wrong but show, I love music Gary. and construction. So yeah, you do. hold on one second. There's a, that's why I said the original Bill Cosby oh, that's show. The, now now right in that image of Bill, he was drugging somebody. Oh yeah. You know the he original. was Beware the guys with the with the sweaters. With the sweaters. <laughs> I know. With the nice sweaters. With the fun sweaters. <laughs> And beware. Anything that says, that says to the person as they're looking at you, fun, beware of that. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Ellen and Bill Cosby. Yeah. The original Bill Cosby song yeah. was written by Quincy Jones. Yeah. And then Bill Cosby just scatted over it. He, he did? did? Hickaboo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hickaboo. Yeah. yeah. Going to get some braggots and some bros. And oh, some yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. but I wonder if there's a bass line in that song. I'm sure there is. That's not it. Sorry, Gary. Original and that, Bill Cosby. And by the way, that warm-up show. said fun so to me. those are the top two. When you put in original Cosby show theme song, those yeah. two I've showed you are the top yeah. two. Uh, put in um, Bill Cosby show 1960s. Yeah. And then, then or Quincy Jones, maybe. That'll, that'll pull it up. He played a gym coach teacher named like Kincaid or something. Larry Kincaid? No, that was, was another Larry, guy. But let's that was see. another TV we'll, show. We'll find, here, maybe this is it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's Hickey. <laughs> Yeah, that's good baseline. I'm with your sonny. Look, anything Bill Cosby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, there's John Entwistle and other guys out there that dabbled. Yeah, but Bill. This is a funky baseline. That's bringing some heat right there is what it is. And now it's going to kick here. Come on, Gary. But I, I didn't. Do you think Quincy wrote it for the Bill Cosby show, or do you think that Bill took this song originally? You know what I mean? Quincy did a lot of TV shows, right? But I wonder what happened because he performed it, Bill, on that on that show you're talking about. That's not Bill singing now, is it? No. There is an original. Uh, sorry, Gary. There's a show version of this song. Yeah, it's that's show right. opening. Quincy Jones, right. Bill Cosby, where Bill that's, was doing the hiccup. And that's back when he was America's father. That's right. All right. You are right. <laughs> All right. Hold on a second. Uh, thanks, Dominic. For maybe it's this one. Yeah, that's it. I can't do that because I don't have lips. Mm. Just gums. But look at that wide tie. That says fun too, doesn't That's right. it? This is the kind of music that'd be playing if you and I were in a squad car making, right. a, making a beat, right? Am I right? Just taking a perp around. down. That's right. All right. So I'm going to tell Sonny... He's got to learn the Bill Cosby yeah, that's theme. Right. If he doesn't, then if got... he wants to be popular in school, yeah, because yeah. that's why you learn to play an instrument. That's so right. You can be popular. That's right. All right, let's talk to AJ thirty-five. AJ, hello. What's going on? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, since you guys are talking about music, uh, not to get off topic, but uh, U.S. Mail by Jerry Reed. Pretty much what I'm going through right now. So, uh, but 
actually the main question I have is... Smoking the bandits, Jerry Reed? Yes, sir. Mm. Really? You know Jerry Reed? Yeah, sure. Sung songs. He's the eastbound and down guy. Yeah, he was. And he starred in the movie, too. Well... Back yeah, when you used to do two things. Yeah, now, now. Like, you got to specialize. Like Mac Davis. Oh. Mac Davis wrote in the ghetto. No, he did not. Mac goddamn Davis wrote in the ghetto. He was also in North Dallas 40 as the quarterback. As the quarterback in North Dallas 40. He wrote in the ghetto? In the ghetto. I don't know where he was. Oh, you're saying the song. He didn't write the song. He wrote the song. He did? In the ghetto. He did? And his mama cried. He did? I'm the ghetto, sure. that one? The ghetto. Dun, <laughs> yeah, dun, the one that dun, says the... The, the ghetto, that one? No. Oh. The Elvis. Know. Oh, that, that's a different one. I don't know that one. You don't know Elvis's? In I don't the really ghetto. know Elvis's stuff. I know that... Come on, Stromer. I'm a, You're I'm a, I'm a funk guy. And you know? not know any Elvis well, music? Know How do you know the fuck Jerry Reed is, but you don't know an Smokey Elvis song? Smokey and the Bandit. Mac Davis. I know Mac. Uh... Christopher, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Cross, sailing. <laughs> no, I know him. No, uh, what's his name? The, the Chris Christopherson. Oh, That's God. why I got you stuck on Christopher. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Christopher. This guy's, this guy's wrote, and there were stars. Yeah, they were. He was in uh, uh, another version of that movie where they, yeah. the star is born. Yeah. The star is born. Oh, there's there's Elvis. Come on. Oh, this so one. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Oh, I know this one. I this little song. seven times. Come on. This is Mac Davis, right? No, that's Elvis. No, I know well, this is Elvis. I should Mac goddamn Davis Who's on wrote first? Song, <laughs> <laughs> Great I like take, how he says, I like how he says ghetto. And the ghetto. Oh, people, don't you understand? <laughs> Wasn't Charlie the only song he wrote for Elvis. Huh? Wasn't the only song Mac Davis wrote Mac for Elvis. Davis wrote what Memories. Mac wrote Davis is a goddamn Memories. legend. Memories, Don't Cry Daddy, and A Little Less Conversation. Oh, oh wow. The great Mac Davis. A Little Less Conversation. What did he play, Mac? Was he a guitar guy or a piano guy? I, guitar. He's a guitar, guitar guy, yeah. And he acted, man. Well, duh. All right, we got it, Gary. Wow, Mac Davis. All right, sorry. Uh, what the hell? AJ, what do you got? Yes, sir. Um, I am trying to fix a front step. You know how they don't build things correctly here in the South? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have fences, and you don't have real front porches. Yeah. Well, they just put one of these little shitty steps up front, didn't pack it right, cracked the concrete, post the support beam that's supposed to be there supporting the roof, falls, hits the brick that's in the front. That's all jacked up, kind of, too. How do I get that most cost-effective way possible? You you got a header that fell, and you got to put that back up, and you got to put a post back up, and is that what you're asking? Uh, No, it's just like a front front doorway step you know classic cookie cutter house has the support beam or the faux support beam up there that fell off the steps on it cracked and the concrete i tried doing sand gravel something to kind of make my own little french or drain or whatever to make it uh move water a little bit easier but i could have just easily done gutters and saved myself a whole lot more work um but what what should I do in this situation? So is it so is it a, a poured step that's concrete that you say has sunk and come away from the house? Also, is that part of this? Yes, sir. So yeah, those those happen all the time because they don't tie it into the foundation and it's just sitting alone. So if there is a lot of water coming across there, it'll undermine and and then the only thing to do is either get the balloon thing underneath it and jack it up and then pour concrete under that to make another footing or do it over again. Blow it out. Yeah. But that's what you're asking to fix? We're not doing any woodwork here, AJ? No, sir. No woodwork. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds good. I well, just don't know how to do it, but well, I'll they, find they a way. have bladders. <laughs> yeah, they're bladders. 
that'll lift them up and Correct. push them where you want them. Yeah. And then you got to put concrete under it. That's right. So you have to dig under the, the step pretty substantially and then get it up to level where you want it and then re pour cement under that so it's like you're making another foundation below the stair and so here's the thing and i don't know exactly what this application it's a lot of is, work for, whatever, for that it's easier almost to do it blow over it out. Yeah. but i here's the thing if you're going to do stuff like this or even if you blow the whole thing out and redo yeah. it you want to dowel you know what i mean like you don't want to just put a concrete bed underneath this step Tied you want to dowel into yeah. it you take uh Number four rebar, usually, you know, a foot long yeah. and, and drill a hole with a roto hammer and epoxy it in. And then when you make it stick out and then when you pour your new slab or footing or whatever we're calling it, it dowels it in. Correct. You know, there's a lot of a lot of problem comes when there's no doweling, no right. tying in. You know, the, you, you got to take the rebar, you got to overlap it X amount of feet and you have to wire it and you have to really dowel it you can't just have this cement thing over here and that cement thing over there without expecting one to break and a gap and one to sag right. and dowel it up all right let's take one more call here talk to uh trent trent 33 minnesota hey there hi guy hi guy hi guy so i'm looking to build uh, kind of a dream house on top of our bluff top here in Minnesota, uh, mm-hmm. kind of some farmland around, but was uh, considering steel, um, that panel roofing and siding. And I'm kind of curious on your opinion between stick build versus post frame on a house. I see people's aluminiums and shouses that they're building with the post frame. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be a decent cost savings and going post frame wondering what reasons would there be to not do stick build. So you're doing a, a ground up build. Yes. And are you going to do it on a slab or raised foundation? Uh, I'm thinking to do a basement and a sill, but I've also, uh, you know, thinking about as I get older, uh, maybe having it all be single level on slab. And regardless, if I were to do the post frame, you know, do like a Simpson strong tie anchor at the base of those four by sixes. So I don't have to worry about, you know, a post being, you know, below grade rotten out and kind of being the the only negative aspect that I was seeing on, you know, wood to dirt versus, you know, a steel plate and two by six and, you know, sheer wall going up. Well, they're going to make you pour pads for those posts and put hardware in them that'll come up and tie in with your four by six or whatever you know the engineer specified and you're minnesota right so that's going to be super deep 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 below frost line way four more foot. yeah right that's a huge difference than here where I, it's like 24 I, I so i i i will sh- share this with you trent i was Walking through my neighborhood the other day, uh, there's lots of building going on in my neighborhood. They bulldoze these old houses, these old ranch houses from the 50s. They're on these double lots, and they build these $8 million McMansions in there. And um, there's there's some steel involved with some of them, for sure, but a lot of them are just sort of conventionally framed. And I walked past a corner place the other day, and it's framed, and the roof is sheathed. And half inch ply on the on the roof, and it's been torrential downpour, right. and the plywood had bubbled up and was like black. And I was at my shop earlier, and I was telling one of my guys because I had like four sheets of three quarter ply like leaning on the outside of the shop against the wall. Yeah. I go get that shit out of there, and my shop guy goes, "Yeah, it's ruined already." And I, and I thought, but because it was out in the rain for four days, yeah. But if you're framing a house right. and you got the goddamn roof sheathed and you have the um, shear wall on the side of it sheathed and the thing sits that way for six weeks, right. then everything gets all mildewed and warped and, and yeah, fucked and then you up. You bury it in stucco and then drywall and it's never going to dry out, right? Yeah, I mean – I guess I'm not a, you know I'm not a black mold guy, but what what I'm saying is is I if I was building a new home, 
I would go with with as little wood as possible. Right. I, I would go with as much steel and as much metal stud. Obviously, you can use some glue lamb beams and stuff like that. But I would just try to go. It's like you walk around like like we've had an insane rainstorm, you know, and my house has a has the metal roof on it. Yeah. And I just look at it and laugh. Yeah. Like, I don't care how hard it rains. roof, one of those? Yeah. yeah. I don't care how yeah. hard it rains. There's nothing. Right. And why? Well, yeah, that's the thing. And I, I think the reason that traditional stick building is still so popular is because people just don't know how to do the other stuff. I cannot tell you how many people like this studio, these offices, this right. entire place built this whole thing out of metal stud. Yeah. Right. I cannot... And in the other place too, back before I sold it and so on and so forth. I cannot tell you how many guys I went to and just said, we're doing metal stud here. And they go, well, why don't we just go with the wood stud? And yeah. I go, no, no, metal stud, you buy a bundle of them. They're eight foot, they're yeah. 10 foot. First off, you can get 35 of them in the, the space that you could get eight two by fours because they're yeah, hollowed out. They right. come in a bundle, smack, they're pre-drilled. Yeah. If it's not load bearing, they're true. Right. They're true. You don't understand how these two by fours that get right. propped and bowed and, you know, and, and, and weathered. So just do it like this. And you just snap the track down, you know, and then like, oh, I'm not used to, you know, I don't want, it's like, it doesn't take any special yeah. skill set. A couple they just, of times doing it's it. Just, you get this, it. It's the way grandpa did it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, I, that's the barrier to entry. That's why people don't yeah. want to do it. They want to go to Home Depot and buy fifty two by fours and get out a circular saw. Yeah, and then get the termites and the you know, and then get out the whole hog right. and start drilling it out for coax, you right. know, or whatever, whatever right. we're putting in Romex, whatever we're putting through there. But if I was building a house ground up, I would go with as much metal stud, as much spanny, spanny glue lambs, paralambs, right. and steel as I could get. And as much um, metal metal stud as I could do, yeah. especially in Minnesota well, goes, too. Yeah, that goes even further into your your thought process here of uh, a just typical shot being built out here. You know, they'll have the four by six posts, or they also build them. You know, steel construction. That's another thought I've had, where you know the whole frame of the building is steel. Um, I've thought about going that route as well. You know, wrapping the whole outside and, you know, standing seam, like Stromer said, and, you know, having the least amount of wood as possible. You know, I love the look of wood. My parents' house has the cedar siding, and, you know, every five years you're out there staying in it, though, so I think I'll keep the wood on, on the inside where it's protected from the weather. Um, that kind of leads me into a question about the, the vapor barrier aspect. I, I, I see a lot of issues with condensation on the inside of that tin, I see people spraying that closed cell foam right in the backside. Um, is that that sound feasible? Doing it with you know either a steel or a four by six uh, interior, I'd save all the money on the you know sheathing on the roof and the sheathing on the walls. You know, just some furring strips for the, the tin on the outside. Um, but but does that still need you know a Tyvek or a vapor barrier? Or I, yeah. I'm not too familiar with. I, I, I would go. Out. I would go with the expanding foam in the bays. I'd go with a two by six exterior wall, not a two by four. I, I would think be the going, foam is a vapor barrier. When, like, at least the stuff I'm using in the shower has one laminate piece of some sort of waterproof fabric, and then the foam itself. And they claim it's the vapor barrier plus it's water resistant. I you can look it up. They have one called closed cell and one called open cell. I think the closed cell is the one that functions as a vapor barrier as well. Yeah. The open cell is more um, like a sponge. You're talking, um, about, you're talking about spraying it on from the inside, though, right, in, in the bays? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you're going to have to have something on the outside of the house, so obviously you can't just shoot the foam through an open bay, so right. you have to have the outside siding right. on. Um I'd look into it, but wrapping a house with Tyvek doesn't cost very much and it doesn't take very long. The worst you could do is I be a little... people like having the Tyvek on for being able to, if they have to replace a panel in the future, they don't have it goobered down to a bunch of foam on the inside that you got to pick it all off. You can just peel the panel and there's a barrier Tyvek in between the two. No, Might help with yeah. what they call oil canning as well, where it kind of pushes the, 
steal out a little bit from the inside as that foam expands. You don't kind of see it in the sun uh, pushed out where it shouldn't be. Well, Trent, I I would do my homework if I were you, but I'm just going to say as much steel, as little wood, expanding foam, and our value, our value, our value is what you want, especially in, in Minnesota. And then also... If you're going with a steel roof, you got to think about sound. So you may want to definitely think about the expanding foam up in the roof rafters or some version because you, you can't just have that metal roof with the rain. And Sound like a Jamaican lean-to. That's right. You're going to be in a steel drum. Yeah. Oh, right. You know the best uh, rock song that uses the steel drum? Yellowbird. Who's that? Yellow bird up high in banana tree. You're making this up. No, I'm not. Yellow bird, you sit all alone like me. Is this Grand Funk Station? Did your lady friend fly away again? You're scatting. <laughs> that song's never been written. Yes, it has. Lady bird. Yellow bird. Here it is. Is this from a musical from the this 40s? Is the greatest song ever written. Hmm. Where did you learn this song? See? I'm not hearing any steel drum. Well, they have so many renditions of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where? They play this in the Caribbean all the time at like tourist. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. you go on vacation. See, that could be you and I doing a duet like that, huh? I'll learn it for the next Let's show go. if Come you on. if you like. I would love it. Uh, I'd like. What are you crazy? I'd love it. Gary, the Pretenders. Once over twenty. No, not no. Sorry, the Pretenders. Um. Not Tattooed Love Boys. What is their Pretenders first down? Let's see. It's got to be off the first down. Does that have a steel drum? Yeah. No! It's the best use of a steel drum in a rock song ever. Yeah. What's the the songs from the Pretenders debut album, Gary? Uh, I'll I'll tell you. It's not Brass and Pocket. It's not The Weight. Uh, it is, uh, let's see. It's not the phone call of neck tattooed love boy, space for the weight. It's not stop me shopping. Um, kid, private life, brass and pocket, lovers of day, mystery. Uh, it's not mystery achievement. Let's see. Let's try brass and pocket. No, 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 not even close. Let's try, uh, go to the number one song there. Precious. It's not. No, it's not precious. Try um, try up the neck. Let's see if it's that song. Uh, we'll go now. Let's go. Let's go. Tattooed love boys. Let's let's try it. Let's try tattooed love boys and see if that's it. Yeah, that's right. Chrissy Hind. I love her. Yeah, she's good. Let's. Yeah, this is it. It's a steel drum. No, that's a guitar. I I looked up the album and there's a guy who plays a steel drum. You got to start it again because don't show the video, Gary. That's the problem. The problem is no one's playing the steel drum, so it's screwing us up. Play it from the beginning again. What? Sounds like a guitar player. Gary, see if there's a credit for the steel drum in this song, because I swear I was... You think? It was bothering me, and I went and looked it up. Sounds like a Telecaster part. Badass. I love her. Right? Huh? 
Great time signature. It's all wacky. Oh, yeah. A good time. It's guaranteed for one and all the tattoos. Target practicing the hall while we're there. I love the pretenders. Yeah. Who's the guy in it? Who's the other guy? Isn't there a partner writer guy? Like the Eurythmics kind of deal? I was a good time. Wait. This gets pretty sexual here. I got pretty good. Changing tires. Upstairs, bro. Shot my mouth off and he showed me what that hole was for. Yeah. Show me what that hole was for. Wow. I shot my mouth off and he showed me what that hole was Damn. for. Damn. <laughs> That's sexual. Right. Yeah. It's such a great song. Yeah. And it'll roll right back into the drum that Gary will find. Problem is, there was a band called Tattoo Love Boys, so I'm having trouble. Just thrilling. go to the Pretenders first album and look at the credits. Never heard this song before. I've never heard it. Wow. Yeah. It goes right back into it. She played all the leads, right? I think. It sounds like a chorus guitar part. Well, the flanger we'll figure it out. The Pretenders have lost a couple of their guitar players they did? or something. Yeah. They die? Yeah. I think one guy was hit by a bus, pushed someone out of the way and got no or whatever. So do we have that, Gary? Does it... Uh, it lists multiple people as playing drums. It doesn't specifically cite a steel drum that I've seen yet. Oh. When I looked it up... All right. Let's see if we can find that. You are that. All right. Well, there Good you go. Stuff. Tattooed Love Boys. Like it. You can go to adamcroll.com next weekend. I'm going to be with a great musician, John Popper. Yeah. Blues Traveler. Yeah. Doing a concert out there. We'll be in Dallas, Texas at the Sheridan, and I'll be doing stand-up, and Jeez. we'll do a live podcast. Big, we'll meet man. Meet and greet, hang out, have some drinks. It's a whole land cruise we're yeah. doing over there. Go to adamcroll.com for all the info. And until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Eric Stromer. Say it. Mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free.